Amazon Prime members now get free grocery delivery with a minimum order. You'll get your groceries with two-hour delivery. So in that time, you can finally figure out where the biblioteca is, learn how to play the acoustic guitar, and I guess get a puka shell necklace. Do a makeup tutorial, but realize halfway, contouring is hard, and you're beautiful just as you are. Whatever it is you're doing with your time, your shopper will be carefully picking out your favorite organic meats, produce, dairy, and snacks while providing contactless delivery to your door. Free two-hour grocery delivery, now with Prime. Amazon Prime members now get free grocery delivery with a minimum order. You'll get your groceries with two-hour delivery. So in that time, you can use photo filters to imagine what you would look like with bangs. But don't do it. Just imagine. Meditate. Notice your body. Feel your breath. Am I doing this right? Get lost in a Wikipedia spiral. How do flowers propagate? Whatever it is you're doing with your time, your shopper will be carefully picking out your favorite groceries while providing contactless delivery to your door. Free two-hour grocery delivery, now with Prime. Canadian Aquatic Auctions, the place to be if you are into anything aquatic. Nelson Fletcher, owner and operator, has years of experience and wants to help you better achieve your aquatic needs and goals. So if you're an aquatic hobbyist and enthusiast, please visit Canadian Aquatic Auctions today. Their public auctions provide a venue to remarket all aquatic-related products, services, and equipment. If you are just starting out in the hobby, the site has a tack room where you can converse with other aquatic hobbyists like yourself. Canadian Aquatic Auctions is the eBay of everything aquatic. So visit Nelson at his site at www.aquariumauctions.ca or go check out his Facebook page as well at www.facebook.com slash Canadian Aquatic Sales. Together we can build lasting relationships that are based on listening and servicing your needs in a professional environment. Canadian Aquatic Auctions. My name's James. For six years, I was a garbage can druggie. I would do any kind of drug I would get my hands on. But here at Teen Challenge, I've walked away from that drug lifestyle for good. If you know an adult or teenager who is struggling with a chemical addiction, Teen Challenge is there to help. Please, don't wait. Call us today at 417-862-6969 or reach us on the web at teenchallengeusa.com. This is our time. We play without limits. We create without rules. We are not for sale. We connect with the whole world. Every idea we've shaped. Every relationship we've cultivated belongs to us. We demand the freedom to be our uncensored selves. And when something challenges that, we change it. Together, this is our time. Let's start a revolution. Let's MeWe. Join the revolution at MeWe.com.
Do you want to capture the best memories you can? Is wanting to preserve those memories your goal? Do you want your memories to last a lifetime? Do you want your memories to look beautiful in pictures? Well, if you live in Southern Oregon or Northern California, there's one place you can go to save those treasures for a lifetime. Grateful Heart Photography. Abigail Summers is your solution for capturing your favorite moments and memories like birthdays, graduations, weddings, family portraits, single shots, and more. She can also capture the finest scenery shots around and make them available all across the country and around the world at a price that can suit your budget. So if you're looking for the right photographer that can help preserve your legacy, look no further than Abigail Summers at Grateful Heart Photography. Call Abby today at 541-423-5704 or message her at facebook.com slash Grateful Heart Photography. Much of her work is displayed there. Feel grateful for the memories captured by Grateful Heart Photography. During this crisis, over 37 million people don't have access to nutritious food. That's one in 12 seniors and one in seven children. But there is a way we can all help with Feeding America. Their network of 200 food banks are up and running, distributing food to communities in need around the country. If you need help or if you can help, please visit feedingamerica.org to locate a food bank in your community. Together, let's feed the love. If you love tie-dye, you'll love tie-dye dreaming. You'll style in great handmade tie-dye clothing such as t-shirts, sweatshirts, and even masks, which come in handy during this COVID-19 pandemic. The best tie-dye work at affordable prices. You can order your favorite items online at our Facebook page at facebook.com slash tie-dye dreaming. Or you can call Abigail Summers and Susanna Caton at 541-423-5704 anywhere in the United States. Born in the Pacific Northwest, Tie-Dye Dreamin' is the place for you. Give us a call and start Tie-Dye Dreamin' today. Where do you see yourself 10 years from now? Are you looking for a great education that's also in a great location? Check out College of the Siskiyous. We offer a variety of career and technical education programs, general education, and personal enrichment classes. With our new Reg365 process, you can register for any semester, any time of the year. With on-campus housing, an active campus life, competitive athletics, and expert guidance from our highly trained staff, College of the Siskiyous is waiting for you. Call us today. With coronavirus spreading, People at higher risk must take extra precautions. You're at higher risk if you're over 65 or if you have an underlying medical condition. Please visit coronavirus.gov for more information. Hi, this is John Therios. If you're looking for action-packed classic fun, look no further than One Nostalgic Weekend. Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! I'm so fasten your seatbelts every week for a trip back into time. Only on One Nostalgic Weekend. Saturdays and Sundays, midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific on Action VR Network. Every league, every team, every game, every season. 8 to 10, tell a friend. This is where the experts meet to speak on approach. You want to join the conversation, got to pick up the phone. Oh, phone, phone. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's the verbal version of the replay, the recap, the game seven, the draft, preseason, the rematch, players and coaches, the man keeps you posted. Whether you're rooting for the home or away, dirt, turf, hardwood, grass, a clip, we keep the conversation going and we cover it all. So when it goes down, you know the score. And when it comes to sports talk, this ain't no small talk. This is the big leagues, the ball is in your core. 
best place for debate and point of view. After further review, you know what to do. Dealing with the situation we're dealing with, but you know what? We're still in the building, man. After further review, 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass. We are in the building. I am the mayor. I be the mayor. I got my man, Pretty Bob James, holding me down. It's us. You know it's us. We in the building. We moved the situation from Tuesday to Wednesday, y'all. Don't panic, man, because Tuesdays, you know, we, we rocked out for years on Tuesday, man. I appreciate everybody that called in. Wanted to call in, said they was going to call in, came through, commented, did what they do. We still rocking, man. We just move it a little 24 hours later in the week. You know what I mean? So we on Wednesday nights now, man. The new uh, banner is coming. Shout out to Adrian. Um, and we're going to do what we do, man. It don't stop, man. Quality over quantity any day of the week. All right? Um, a lot going on. NBA draft. 2020 is going on right now as we speak, all right? The NFL is deep, all right? MLB, Robinson Cano, you know, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Um, and it's us. We in the building, man. Um, We're going to get it popping from 8 to 10 p.m. I got my man Bob James in the building. Um, Adam Silver, as we speak right now, is select the first pick in the NBA draft is Anthony Edwards from Georgia. So, um, LeVar Ball, the sweat is starting to trickle already. Um, before the show started, I was talking to Pretty Bob James behind the scenes in the green room, and I was saying, yo, I'm going to give you a lot of love, man. The Miami Dolphins are doing things right now. The NBA draft is really secondary, you know what I mean? Um, a lot of pundits are looking crazy right now because LaMelo Ball was projected to be number one in the draft. And Anthony Edwards upset the apple cart. But more about that. We'll get caught up with the NBA draft later. 954-246-0398 is the mathematics. We are in the building. Live call-in show. You can call in. Get your opinion on. Let us know what it is. OG Wood, where you at? Salik, where you at? Miami Dolphins fan, where you at? You know what I mean? Holla at your boy. We're in the building. Um, six and three. Nobody saw that coming except... I don't even know if Bob James saw that coming. Salik probably saw it coming because he's a heavy Dolphins fan. You could tell him about the Miami Dolphins. Um, I think they are so far the story of the year. Shout out to the Raiders. You know what I mean? Shout out to, you know, even, you know, my Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but we'll get into that later. But I think the, the, the story of the year right now in the NFL is the Miami Dolphins. And I talk about sports. But I, I, I like to talk about sports with people who know that they're talking about. I got a Miami Dolphins fan in the building with me. He's always in the building with me. He, he, man, he produces my show. And I know a lot of times he, you know, he's behind the scenes or really like to talk a lot or whatever. But I got to give him some room to breathe tonight, yo. I got to let Black Hole Bob, excuse me, pretty Bob James, the ubiquitous Bob James in the building, and let him, you know, let him, let him, you know, pop his collar a little bit. It's Miami Dolphins are 6-3. and three. Nobody saw it coming. They're a legitimate playoff team. Every week they continue to improve. We talked about Tua 
how, you know, we really didn't, you know, I really didn't think that it was going to, you know, be a thing where he was going to be ready right now. It looks like he's ready. Um, the defense is getting nasty out there. Um, shout out to Brian Flores. and we're going to conversate about it. Bob, what's good, baby? How you feel? I feel great. I feel wonderful here, you know, and I got to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell you, who's my favorite Dolphin? I'll tell you who it is. It's Brian Flores. Uh, he, okay. is, he is taking a team that still has, a, still has an offensive line that's a working progress. Right. And he's making it work for them. All their running backs are injured, and Tua is just stealing the show. Yeah, and that's that is the big thing, you know. He is stealing the show big time, and 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 things are just only only just begun with him. Because mark my words, as great as he is now, next season he's going to look like the most improved uh, player. He really is. I mean, you know. And I'll I'll say this, you know, for him. I, I went into this saying the Dolphins had eight and eight written all over them, and I'll tell you, it's the you know, the Dolphins are, you know, they're they're getting there. This is probably we're probably looking at a, a Dolphin team that probably will finish, probably, probably eleven and five or uh, ten and six, and they're and, you know okay. and poss- possibly in the playoffs, possibly in the playoffs, and I think it's. Uh, I think it's great. Tua's undefeated right now. He's uh, definitely leading this team like he should, and mm-hmm. uh, and like I said, you know, I think, I think a lot of people, I think, are going to be very, very happy with what 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 the end result is going to be on us uh, picking up Tua. I, you know, we, people knew I speculated about Tua because of his injuries, even dur- even during the NFL draft, even during mm-hmm. that. But uh, you know, it just it worked. It's working out for him right now, and hopefully, everything everything will stay. Uh, if he stays injury free, and you know during his time off, he really works himself out. You're gonna have a full time quarterback here in Miami. You really are. Um, I think I think you you know you you the collar, man. Talk 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 your talk, man. You know what I'm saying? I think that y'all earned it. Um, and here's the thing for me. When it comes to talk about Tua, because again, I was like, "Wow, man, I, I, I'm not really sure about this." But again, at the end of the day, the only way you're going to know is if you put them out there, okay? And the Miami Dolphins, they have, they haven't needed Tua to be a hero for a full game. They just needed him to do his thing, and he's done it. I mean, he's looked very, very comfortable. Um, the Dolphins have been rolling on both sides of the ball. Um, again, you know, his pocket poise is, is, is discredit kind of like unquestioned at this point. Um, this team is picking up steam and I actually think that they could challenge Buffalo for the division. I, I actually think that the way the Miami Dolphins are playing right now, 11 and five doesn't seem too far out of the question. All right. You said at the beginning of the season, um, before the season started that you would take eight and eight. I think that right now, eight and eight, it would be a, 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 a very, very disappointing finish for Miami. Like you said, double digits is, is double digits a bust for the Miami Dolphins. They got nowhere to go but up. I think that, um, you know, for me, I think that, you know, you keep waiting for the, 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 the rug to get pulled from under them. But like you said, Brian Flores got them rocking. And again, I think at the end of the day, 
they're, they're just going out there and playing ball. They're going out there and they're, and they're playing their game and they're doing what they need to do to be successful. And, again, we talked about the AFC East before the season started. Like, who wants this division? Who wants it? Because it's definitely up for grabs, you know. And I talked about how the Patriots, you know, when they got Cam, I thought, you know, the Patriots are going to be right back to where they started from. But, nah, man, I think, you know, they had a great win against, you know, uh, the Baltimore Ravens, big win for them. I think the um, the Patriots might get a little bit better. Do you guys see the Patriots? Have you all played the Patriots twice already? Or you see them again later on in the season? I do believe we see them later on the season. Okay, well, all of a sudden, that's a big game. Yeah, that's a big game. Now, the AFC East is back in play. I mean, except for the Jets or whatever, but the AFC East is back in play as far as divisions are concerned because you've got, you know, three pretty decent teams, if not good teams, in the AFC East. I mean, you know, we talk about New England with their win against Baltimore, which was a gutsy win for them, okay? Um, then you got, you know, uh, Buffalo, who lost a heartbreaker at Arizona, this is a crazy way to lose, but hey, it is what it is. And then you know you got the the Miami Dolphins, who are looking at at they're the team in that division that's looking you know the best for me. You know, so I think that um again, man, you you should be proud of your team, man. Again, man, they they're putting on a show every week. They're not you know they're not going backwards. They're moving forward. They're doing what they do. They got you know they they got the throwback uniforms and 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 they and they're looking looking right. So shout out to the Miami Dolphins, man. Defensively, they're doing what they do. Um, we knew before the season started that they, they, they made some moves that was going to make them better, and I wanted them to be better. But, again, at the end of the day, they're, they're, they're exceeding everybody's expectations right now. And, um, you know, you should be proud of them, just like I'm proud of my Tampa Bay Buccaneers, man. We came back from that devastating loss against the New Orleans Saints um, to, to, to put, you know, 40-plus up on the board against um, a Carolina team that, you know, really, you know, they're all right. But, again, you know, we're going to go down there and do what we do. That was a team that we needed to, to play well against to, to, to get us back into that winning groove. And, um, again, we got a game coming up on Monday night against the Rams. We're going to talk about the NFL later on in the show um, a little bit more. But I just wanted um, ubiquitous Bob James, man, his voice to be heard because he's a Miami Dolphins fan, and he's always, you know, when we talk about the Dolphins, it's like, oh, man, and you know what I mean? Oh, woe is me. But those guys are on a roll, and, and it's, it's, a, um, it's, it's a salute to them for, you know, st- st- you know, staying the course, standing on their square, and, and not letting, you know, the people, you know, kind of like talk about, you know, what they're not doing, okay? Um, a lot of people don't have a favorite team right now, but I think if they did, It'd probably be the Miami Dolphins, you know, and, and and I wouldn't I wouldn't blame them because they're a team on the rise. You know, a team that's on the on on the decline. If you ask me, Bob, and and we're gonna talk about the uh, NBA draft in a minute. This is after further review two point oh, aka the sideline pass. A team that's on the decline to me, and it might you know surprise you know some people or whatever. The Baltimore Ravens. I might. I actually agree with that. You know, I mean, I was talking about that earlier. You know, you know, is there an Achilles heel now with the uh, Baltimore Ravens? Because you know, I, you know, and I said, hey, could that Achilles heel be Lamar Jackson? Mm-hmm. You know, because he's doing all the work. You know, he's throwing the ball, he's running the ball. Uh, you know, he's he's doing everything not to not rely on the running backs he has. 
to do this, and he and he has capable running backs there. If you look look at what they have on paper, right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I, I think that you know, um, that game against you know uh, the Patriots. You know, even though with the weather situation and all of that, they, you know, they still were supposed to be that dominant force. Um, you know, and they're nowhere. They're playing nowhere near the level that they were playing at last year. Nowhere near that level. And I think that you know Lamar Jackson for all the good that he's done. And he's he, and, and is he still one of the top three quarterbacks in the league? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, as, as we go currently, I think that you know a lot of people now are kind of like you know picking Lamar Jackson's game apart. You know, um, and again, it's starting to show as far as the, the Ravens are concerned because last year they were dominant. They were dominant even when they was losing. They were scoring forty points. They were dominant. You know what I mean? And I and what did I say, Bob, about the Baltimore Ravens before this season started, my guy? What did I say? I said, you know what? The Ravens got exposed by the Tennessee Titans in the playoff game at home. Nobody's scared of the Baltimore Ravens coming into this season. Because the Baltimore Ravens, you know, Lamar Jackson is a regular season dude. He'll win 14 out of 16 games in the regular season and then get a home playoff game and then sync up the joint. Now, do they, you know, is it because they had a, a bye week and they had the off week? You're supposed to take advantage of that. And the Ravens are a team who don't take advantage of the off week that they earn. So, I mean, again, at the end of the day, I think the Ravens are kind of like trending backwards and a team like the Miami Dolphins are, are trending up. I mean, again, 11-5 and five doesn't sound far-fetched at all for Miami. You know what I mean? Um, you would love to see them, you know, um, you know, get a home playoff game if they can get into the playoffs and do their thing. And and even if they lose in the playoffs, so what? You know what I mean? So because the ex- the, the the expectations, you know what I mean, um, were definitely uh, uh, outweighed by what actually happened. Nobody expected this team to be at what? Well, what is it, seven and three right now? Six and three. Six and three. Yes. Miami? Six and yeah, three. Nobody, 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 yeah, nobody saw that. I mean, you look at the playoff teams right now. You look at the playoff teams. You look at Pittsburgh in the north, Kansas City in the west, you know, Buffalo in the east, Indianapolis in the south. Then you got the Ravens and then Miami, and then you got Tennessee. Okay. Pittsburgh would get the bye. Tennessee would play at Kansas City, rematch from last year. Miami would play. At Buffalo, another you know that'd be the third time that they play the season in division, a division opponent, and then you got the Indianapolis Colts and the Ravens, and the Ravens would have to go. The Ravens would have to go to Indianapolis. So I, I, I just think that um, again, if you even look at the standings of where they are right now as we speak, and you look at the Ravens, you're like, wow, how come the Ravens are not dominating? Okay, so. Again, man, we're, we're going to talk about this a little bit more, man, um, as we get into the second hour of the show probably. We've been on, you know, we're on till 10. We're in the building, hard body till 10 o'clock, man. Wednesday nights, this is where we rule right now. So if you was on, you know, Wednesday night, I feel sorry for you because we done came in and dog and dominate to, to, to take over your spot. After further review 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass. All right, NBA drag, okay? James Edwards goes first to Minnesota. Um, Wiseman goes second to Golden State, and LaMelo Ball 
He just got uh, drafted and, and taken, I think, by what, Charlotte. So um, that, that's where we are right now in the, in, in the, with the uh, NBA draft. This is After Code Review 2.0, a.k.a. the Sound Line Pass. We rock it until 10 o'clock, 954-246-0398. And um, we're going to get into the NBA draft a little bit, man. We're going to take a little pause for the cause. and we come back, we're going to get into the NBA draft. This is After Code Review 2.0, a.k.a. the Sound Line Pass. You got the mayor, and the ubiquitous Bob James in the building. Let's get it. Canadian Aquatic Auctions, the place to be if you are into anything aquatic. Nelson Fletcher, owner and operator, has years of experience and wants to help you better achieve your aquatic needs and goals. So if you're an aquatic hobbyist and enthusiast, please visit Canadian Aquatic Auctions today. Their public auctions provide a venue to remarket all aquatic-related products, services, and equipment. If you are just starting out in the hobby, the site has a tack room where you can converse with other aquatic hobbyists like yourself. Canadian Aquatic Auctions is the eBay of everything aquatic. So visit Nelson at his site at www.aquariumauctions.ca or go check out his Facebook page as well at www.facebook.com slash canadianaquaticsales. Together, we can build lasting relationships that are based on listening and servicing your needs in a professional environment. Canadian Aquatic Auctions. My name's James. For six years, I was a garbage can druggie. I would do any kind of drug I would get my hands on. But here at Teen Challenge, I've walked away from that drug lifestyle for good. If you know an adult or teenager who is struggling with a chemical addiction, Teen Challenge is there to help. Please, don't wait. Call us today at 417-862-6969 or reach us on the web at teenchallengeusa.com. This is our time. We play without limits. We create without rules. We are not for sale. We connect with the whole world. Every idea we've shaped, every relationship we've cultivated, belongs to us. We demand the freedom to be our uncensored selves. And when something challenges that, we change it together. This is our time. Let's start a revolution. Let's MeWe. Join the revolution at MeWe.com. Do you want to capture the best memories you can? Is wanting to preserve those memories your goal? Do you want your memories to last a lifetime? Do you want your memories to look beautiful in pictures? Well, if you live in Southern Oregon or Northern California, there's one place you can go to save those treasures for a lifetime. Grateful Heart Photography. Abigail Summers is your solution for capturing your favorite moments and memories like birthdays, graduations, weddings, family portraits, single shots, and more. She can also capture the finest scenery shots around. 
and make them available all across the country and around the world at a price that could suit your budget. So if you're looking for the right photographer that can help preserve your legacy, look no further than Abigail Summers at Grateful Heart Photography. Call Abby today at 541-423-5704 or message her at facebook.com slash Grateful Heart Photography. Much of her work is displayed there. Feel grateful for the memories captured by Grateful Heart Photography. During this crisis, over 37 million people don't have access to nutritious food. That's one in 12 seniors and one in seven children. But there is a way we can all help with Feeding America. Their network of 200 food banks are up and running, distributing food to communities in need around the country. If you need help or if you can help, please visit feedingamerica.org to locate a food bank in your community. Together, let's feed the love. If you love tie-dye, you'll love tie-dye dreaming. You'll style in great handmade tie-dye clothing such as t-shirts, sweatshirts, and even masks, which come in handy during this COVID-19 pandemic. The best tie-dye work at affordable prices. You can order your favorite items online at our Facebook page at facebook.com slash tie-dye dreaming. Or you can call Abigail Summers and Susanna Caton at 541-423-5704 anywhere in the United States. Born in the Pacific Northwest, Tie-Dye Dreamin' is the place for you. Give us a call and start Tie-Dye Dreamin' today. Where do you see yourself 10 years from now? Are you looking for a great education that's also in a great location? Check out College of the Siskiyous. We offer a variety of career and technical education programs, general education, and personal enrichment classes. With our new Reg 365 process, you can register for any semester, any time of the year. With on-campus housing, an active campus life, competitive athletics, and expert guidance from our highly trained staff, College of the Siskiyous is waiting for you. Call us today. With coronavirus spreading, People at higher risk must take extra precautions. You're at higher risk if you're over 65 or if you have an underlying medical condition. Please visit. An excerpt from No One Asked for This by Cassie David. I never understood people advising others by saying, it's okay not to feel good all the time. Whoever said that wasn't okay? Who is so okay to the point where they need to be reminded that it's okay when they don't feel okay? When people reveal they get really bad anxiety, I'm dumbfounded because I've never not been anxious long enough to get anxiety. It doesn't leave, not ever. No One Asked for This is available everywhere books and audiobooks are sold. Amazon Prime members now get free grocery delivery with a minimum order. You'll get your groceries with two-hour delivery. So in that time, you can finally figure out where the biblioteca is, learn how to play the acoustic guitar, and I guess get a puka shell necklace. Do a makeup tutorial, but realize halfway contouring is hard, and you're beautiful just as you are. Whatever it is you're doing with your time, your shopper will be carefully picking out your favorite organic meats, produce, dairy, and snacks while providing contactless delivery to your door. Free two-hour grocery delivery, now with Prime. Coronavirus.gov for more information. Hi, this is John Thurios. If you're looking for action-packed classic fun, look no further than One Nostalgic Weekend. Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! So fasten your seatbelts every week for a trip back into time. Only on One Nostalgic Weekend. Saturdays and Sundays, midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific on Action VR Network.
decorations are all hung by the fire. Everybody's singing, all the bells are ringing out, and it's Christmas all over again. Yeah, again. Long distance relatives haven't seen them. Kids come get down. And Christmas is a rocking time. Put your body next to mine. Underneath the mistletoe, we go. We go. Start to rock. Christmas is a rocking time. Put your body next to mine. Underneath the mistletoe, we go. We go. Merry Christmas time. Come and find you. Happy and thereby. Your fire. I hope you have a good one. I hope Mama gets the shopping done, and it's a Christmas all over again. Oh, baby, it's Christmas all over again.
Boom, boom. We back in the building, man. All right. Midday, hump day, weekday. You already know what it is. This is After Further Review 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass. You got your man in the building at RMM Deaths on Twitter. Get at me. Let me know what it is, what you think, how you feel. All right. Um, the NBA draft is going on tonight, man. Um, anything on your mind you want to talk about sports-wise, 954-246-0398. Um, to get you caught up, man, first round of the NBA draft. Um, the Minnesota Timberwolves, they take Anthony Edwards, shooting guard from Georgia. Um, Edwards is a nice talent with, you know, a nice pedigree, but I think, you know, any pick at the top of this draft was not going to be perfect. Um, he wasn't really a great college player at Georgia, and I think that he drew some criticism because he really didn't really have show that passion, whatever that means, for the game. You know, um, he showed enough passion to be the number one pick of the draft. You know, so I think that um, even with all of that, he still he, he has potential to be a top flight scorer. Okay, um, how he's going to work with Anthony with Carl Anthony Towns is going to be um, you know a, 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 a interesting thing to to see and look at. Um, but I think that uh, a lot of franchises would have made this move. It wouldn't have been what I would have did. But you know, shout out to the Minnesota Timberwolves for selecting Anthony Edwards in the first round as the number one pick in the 2020 NBA draft. Number two, Golden State Warriors took James Wiseman out of Memphis, a big a center, all right? Um, yeah, before the Clay Thompson situation that developed, um, you know, a couple of hours ago with him injuring his leg, um, this, this pick right here would have been crazy for Golden State. You know, but if you take a, a physical specimen like James Wiseman and you put him next to a Stephen Curry you know, a Draymond Green, you know what I mean, and, and a healthy Klay Thompson, you could, you know, possibly compete for another championship. But I think that with the second pick, they still have the player that's, who's most physically prepared to make a big, uh, a big impact right away. All right? Um, with the number three pick in the draft, Charlotte, you know, they, you know, Michael Jordan and them, you know, they gave, you know, LeBar Ball, they gave him another platform. Here we go, you know. Um, but for Charlotte, for ball, you know, uh, um, the mellow ball to fall down to them, um, it's a no-brainer pick for them. Charlotte definitely has good guards, but um, this kid has the potential, and the potential is a, is a big word in this sentence. He has potential to be a star, all right? He's got to improve his defense, first of all. Um, if he becomes the best version of himself, he can become the best player in this draft. Okay, um, he's six foot six, six foot seven. I right? point guard who could play off the ball, but I think that Jordan and his his, his staff down there in Charlotte they're gonna try to figure out ways to keep the ball, you know, no pun intended, in his hands because of you know how he can create. So I think that um, you know, is he gonna make Charlotte better? I think so. You know, and let's give Michael Jordan a little bit of credit now. I think this is probably one of the best picks that Jordan's had since he's been, you know, um, in charge down there in Charlotte. And we'll see what he does with it. You know, because a lot of people, their, their thing with Michael Jordan was that, you know, um, as an executive, he wasn't, you know, and, and you know, so far he's not really um, done what people thought he would do. But to me, that doesn't make sense. Okay. He has to grow into that position. 
okay, for as great as he was on the court, you know, you know, off the court, behind the scenes, in the, in the front offices is a different animal altogether. Ask Derek Jeter, okay? So I think that um, whatever, you know, the kid does down there in Charlotte, he's going to be all right. He's in a situation now where, you know, I'm not going to, you know, um, try to, you know, um, disparage Charlotte, but it's not a big, big city. So he can, you know, come in there and get them into a situation where they can be competitive in the East, and, you know, remember those days when Charlotte had, you know, um, the Larry Johnsons of the world. You know what I mean? Um, those guys, when Charlotte, the Hornets were a good basketball team, you know, rest in peace, Bobby Phils, you know. And so I think if, if LaMelo Ball can get them, you know, to make them better, you know, they'll be all right. You know, so shout out to the Charlotte Hornets, man, for taking LaMelo Ball at number three. Um, number four pick, the Chicago Bulls got um, small forward Patrick Williams out of Florida State. Um, <laughs> I don't know. This is way higher than I would have taken him. He's six foot eight, two twenty five. Um, big, strong kid with wide shoulders. Um, not a great shooter. He wasn't even the best, you know, player at Florida State this season that just passed. But I think that um. You know, as far as upside is concerned, he probably has more upside than Devin Bassett. All right. Um, Patrick Williams was probably one of the best players in the pre-draft camps. And I think that, you know, that earned him, you know, a few million more dollars and, 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 and the number four pick in the NBA draft from the Chicago Bulls. So that is a, a good look for them. So now with uh, the, the heavy guys off the board now, we're getting closer and closer to the Knicks pick at number eight. Um, and again, Atlanta's doing their thing. They, it's working for us right now. It's working. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to jinx it. It's working for us right now, and we're doing what we need to do. Um, at number eight, I know that draft, that, that, um, that, uh, war room down there on 34th and 7th, you know, they better be getting busy. You know what I mean? Steve Stout and, and, uh, and, and, um, uh, the, the Dolans and all of those guys, they better be getting it together for Obi Toppin, you know. Um, the, the Cleveland Cavaliers at number five took Isaac Okoro, small forward out of Auburn, um, good player, serviceable player. All right. That team is going to look very, very different. Um, we'll see what they do. But, um, again, at the end of the day, I think that this draft is not the most you know, it does. A lot of names don't leap off, leap off the, the the paper or the board at you. You know what I mean? These are kids that just you know decide that you know this was the best move for them, and I'm not mad at that. You know, so when you have when you have a situation that you can you know improve your you know your 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 standing for your family and you could take care of yourself, and now you you know you feel like you know you've done all you could do in college, then you know, by all means, move on and do what you need to do for you, man, in your family situation, man, because, again, man, nothing lasts forever, you know, and I think that um, it's time for some new blood, you know, in the NBA, man, to, to, to really come in and, you know, kind of like, you know, hold their corner down, you know, because when, you know, you had drafts, uh, you know, remember, you know, the the, the Kobe's and, and those guys and things of that nature, all of those guys, man, that got drafted and were successful in the NBA. In prior drafts, these were no-brainers. 
a lot of these a lot of these guys and kids are getting drafted right now. You're looking at, you know, you're hoping, you got your fingers crossed that they're ready. So again, at the end of the day, man, it's it's really it's really I don't want to say it, but it's it's a crapshoot. It, it really is. It's a crapshoot, man. You know how many of these kids are we going to be talking about in five years? How many of these kids are we going to be talking about in three years? All right. Um, and and, and, I, and and it's no disrespect. It's just what it is. It's just what it is, man. And, and I think that um. With what you do, with your life now, you know, these franchises, you know, they, they invest a lot in you, you know, and it's time for you to step your game up and become a better, you know, a, a, a ball player, a better person. Now, you know, you can, you know, kind of take care of your family and help your community out and do what you do. That's a lot of pressure on these kids, man. And sometimes, man, um, you know, it, 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 the, the cart is, is, is before the horse. And what I mean by need an extra hand with dinner, just ask your connected home device to fill your pasta pot and Delta Faucet Voice IQ technology will fill it with the perfect amount of water. Visit deltafaucet.com slash voice IQ to discover more. By that is that you don't, you know, all the time college might be the best place for you. A lot of these kids come out early and they really don't need to come out early. So again, at the end of the day, man, hopefully that, you know, all of these kids, man, make their, make their, um, you know, make their, their, their people and themselves proud, and um, have great NBA careers, man. I hope a lot, of, you know, all of them. Hope all of them have great careers, man. Because again, now they're being handed something. Somebody told me this earlier today. One of my, one of my guys. Shout out to my man Keith at um, ESPN. He told me he said, "Yo, a lot of these kids they're being handed stuff. They've been handed stuff all their life. So now it's time to show and prove." College, you was the man. You didn't have to want for nothing. Now you got to earn your spot. And I think that, you know, once these kids get, you know, exposed and, you know, introduced to reality, it's going to be a whole, it's going to be a different mindset. You know what I mean? Um, the Detroit Pistons right now at number seven are on the clock. And, um, you know, I'm just really interested in seeing what the, what the New York Knicks do at number eight. Killian Hayes goes to Detroit. Okay, so now. That's nice. Killian Hayes, that kid from, um, you know, he got France, but he went to, a, wasn't he at, at, at um, Gonzaga? Killian Hayes? But, oh, well, it is what it is, man. But um, let's see what the Knicks are going to do, man. I'm hoping that Obi Toppin can fall to the Knicks. Um, Tyler Halliburton, I wouldn't be mad at him. But I think that this is setting up. We're going to see now. This is going to be the first draft pick of this new regime for the New York Knicks. And we're going to see what they're going to do with it. You know, um, Tyrese Halliburton from Iowa State, he, you know, I, I, okay. You're going to put him in there with RJ. You're going to put him in there with Mitchell Robinson, Kevin Knox, a young team. All of these teams are going to be young. All of these teams are going to be young, and they're going to have time to gel. I mean, December 1st, training camp starts. So they got a week to, 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 you know, ingest what's going on, their new life, spend Thanksgiving with their family, then it's off the camp. So, again, you know, this is going to be a whole different situation for them, man. And, again, just hope that they'll be ready for it. But right now, you know, I'm just hoping that the New York Knicks, man, um, figure it out. And I'm thinking Obi Toppin, 
I'm thinking, you know, Tyra Halliburton, no Cole Anthony, please. I don't want Cole Anthony, all right? I remember a few years back when um, we were doing a draft show, an NBA draft show, um, when the Knicks took Chris Tatch for Zingas. You remember that, Bob? <laughs> when the Knicks took Chris Tatch for Zingas, I was going crazy. Like, what the hell? I remember that. I just got back here. I remember that, man. Oh, Chris Steps, all you had to do was bring that one up. Oh, my God. There's memories people want to forget. I was like, what the hell is this? And, and, you know, but I mean, at the end of the day, man, those guys in those war rooms, the general managers and stuff like that, it's smarter than we are. But are they really? Are they really? You know what I'm saying? I'm looking at Chris Porzingis. I'm like, ugh. You know, he was, he, you know, he was a little skinny dude. He was, you know, tall and all that. You know, he, you know, coming from overseas or whatever, doing what he does. But as a power forward, I didn't see. But oh well, we don't have to have to worry about it anymore. And he's injured, and no, and he won't be around for the start of the season. So it is what it is, man. So I guess it is what it is. But again, man, I'm just sitting here along with you know. Um, I don't want to say millions, Bob, hundreds or maybe thousands of Knicks fans waiting to see what they're going to do. The Knicks are 21 and 45 last year. Um, we need a lot. We need a lot. And I think that um, I would be satisfied, you know, with, with the OB Toppin. You know, we had two picks in the first round. We got eight and we got 23. So we got to do something with these two picks. Okay, and we moved up. So, you know, everything is kind of it's, it's kind of working out the way it's supposed to be so far, and hopefully the Knicks can make a pick that people won't be mad at, that the headlines won't be going crazy in the morning. You know? So, again, man, I, I always go back to what Stephen A. Smith told me. We had, I, we had a conversation, um, did an interview with Stephen A. He was like, the Brooklyn Nets stole. He didn't say they're going to steal, Bob. He said they stole New York from the Knicks. You could never steal New York from the Knicks. This is a Knicks town. It will always be a Knicks town, period. So I think that, you know, what the Knicks need to do, man, I, you know, with the new coach, Tom Thibodeau, and I'm not really a big fan of that. You know, my team hasn't been in the playoffs in seven years, okay? And, and as, as, as I don't want to say weak, but the East is not as strong as the West. So we should be able to, to make some kind of headway. You know, LeBron is gone. You know, um, you know, Philly wasn't all what it's cracked up to be with Embiid and Ben Simmons. You know, Toronto, they want they got a ring out the deal with Kawhi, but Kawhi left. Okay. Um and, and Milwaukee, I, I look at Milwaukee as kind of like, you know, here today, going tomorrow. They'll they'll win. 65 games in the regular season and then lose in the second round. You know, even with one of the top three players in the league. So I think the Knicks, man, um, they're picking in right now. Um, Adam Silver's at the board, and we're going to see what we're going to do here with the Knicks pick at number eight. Okay? And we're in the building, live and direct. The New York Knicks select Obi Toppin. Let's go. Let's go. What I tell you? Obi Toppin in the building. Let's go. Yes, go. Obi Toppin, the kid from Dayton. 
You know what I mean? Um, shot 60% from the field. One of the, one of the top players in, in, in this past college season, you know, whatever, you know, we uh, saw of it, you know. Um, and, and, again, I, I think that this, is a, this was a, a no-brainer move for the Knicks. This was a no-brainer. It was a no-brainer move for the New York Knicks, man. Look at this kid. He's always around the basket. You know, he's doing his thing. He was one of the top, I think he was one of the top three players of this past, you know, college season. And I think he's definitely going to be a star. He's a high, he's, he plays above the rim. I like him. So now this, this new regime with the Knicks are starting in the right direction. I like it. I like it. I like it, Bob. I like that pick for the Knicks. I talked about it. I talked about it even before the show tonight. I talked about it with people earlier. Obi Toppin, if he falls down to us and he doesn't get selected by the Knicks at number eight, I'm turning my ticket in. But I like what we got. I like what we got. So, again, um, let's, let's, let's work with it. Obi Toppin, you know, R.J. Barrett, Mitchell Robinson, Kevin Knox, you know, so we could, we, could, we could do some things, man. I'm not saying that we're going to, you know, finish, you know, in the top three or top four in the East. But if we can at least, at least be competitive, Bob, what have I always said, man? I, didn't, I never said that we're going to go from the, the outhouse to the penthouse. I never said that. I said I wanted us to be competitive. I said I wanted us to hold down the home court at Madison Square Garden, which we haven't done in years. People come in the garden and walk all over us. Kobe, rest in peace. LeBron, I'm not even going to go into the Jordan situation. Anybody can come into Madison Square Garden and get 40, 50. They come into Madison Square Garden and they make fools. They make us look stupid. So hopefully, with you know this kid, they say that you know Obi's not really the best defensive player in the world. He can work on his defense. He can work on his defense. Because we got Mitchell Robinson holding down the holding the paint down. All Obi has to do is just make sure he's all right and continue to be that scorer. If he could be that scorer for us and a facilitator, we're we going to be all right. So shout out to Steve Stout. Shout out to that whole unit over there. You know what I mean? All of those guys. And hope, hopefully Tom Thibodeau, you know, can get some things together and work it out. And um, now we got something to look forward to you know, on 34th Street and 7th Avenue, as far as the New York Knicks is concerned. I can wear my Knicks hat with pride. <laughs> you know, so that's that's what it is, man. We rocking, man. This is After Further Review 2.0, a.k.a. The Sideline Pass. We are in the building live and direct. And um, we got what we wanted. We got what we wanted out of the draft. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy. Can't you tell, Bob? <laughs> I can oh, totally hey, tell. Right, right. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not screaming or bugging out like when we got um um that Porzingis guy. You know what I mean? Because that. I mean, if we could rewind that tape, man, that was crazy. You know what I'm saying? But again, man, um, you know, everything works out, and hopefully, this is the start of you know the Knicks, you know, picking themselves up by the pulling themselves up by their bootstraps, man, and you know, saying, hey, we we, we can compete too. You know, um, the Phoenix Suns are coming up. I think they have the 10th pick in the draft. They just um, traded for Chris Paul. Okay, so we'll see, we'll see what happens with that. 
Um, I just want the Knicks to be right. That's all I want them to do is, is, is to be right, man, and, and to defend Madison Square Garden. And who was that? Who was that I was talking to the other night? I think I was talking to Rockness Monster. Shout out to Rockness, man. Um, that defense can't. Defense. Defense. You know, you haven't heard that in Madison Square Garden in the last three or four years. And you know it's bad, Bob, when you win a game and then the balloons and stuff come out the Raptors. Like, and it's not even the postseason. Not the, not the playoffs. It's a regular season game. Because you've got to have something to celebrate. Um, is Obi Toppin going to put, you know, seats, you know, fan, you know, butts in the seats in the garden? I don't know about all that because the garden is always sold out anyway. So, again, at the end of the day, the Knicks are going to hopefully be a factor, you know, with this kid that we have, man, and who can score the basketball. Definitely. Definitely score the basketball, man, because like I said earlier, man, I think he shot 60% from the field. So, again, man, I think that um, with what we have with him, and, and, and Mitchell Robinson, it's, it's going to be nice at the Garden, man. It's going to be nice. It's going to be absolutely nice, man. I'm not, I'm not mad at that at all. I'm not mad at that pick at all. Matter of fact, um, let me know how you, how you feel about that. Let me know on Twitter how you feel, at RM Deaths. Let me know on Facebook, after further review 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass. Um, we're on Facebook. we got the room popping right now. i got my man, Pretty Bob James, in the house with me. Um, chopping it up. We're going to hang out. I guess hopefully we'll be around when the Miami Heat get to their pick at number 20. But um, so far, so good, man. So far, so good. And um, we're going we gonna to make it happen, man, and make it do what it do, man. We're in the building. After further review, 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass. You got the Washington Wizards pick is in. They got the kid, Denny Abija from Israel. All right. Um, international pick. Um, they're talking about him. You know, in the same kind of, you know, a life that they talked about, Kristaps Porzingis. You know what I mean? He's already, you know, played overseas, playing with grown men. He's a young kid in age, but he, you know, has a very, very high basketball IQ, and he's versatile. So, again, I think at the end of the day, he's going to bring some, you know, some maturity to what goes on in Washington. Him and, you know, Rui Hachimura, one of my favorite players in the league, Rui Hachimura. Um, if they pull up the, you know, a proposed deal, um, the John Wall situation for Russell Westbrook, you know. But you don't want to get a guy like Russell Westbrook who's going to stunt the growth of these kids. A guy like Russell Westbrook is going to stunt these kids' growth. So get a guy like John Wall, let, you know, let him you know, come back from his injury, be the leader, him and him, Bradley Bill, Rui Hachimura, you know, and, and then this kid, Denny Abija. They can make some things happen. So that's another team in the East that now is going to, you know, um, be trying to compete with one of those seven for eight spots in, 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 in the Eastern Conference. And now that we're talking about that real quick, I want to get into how the season, the NBA season is going to progress next, next year. Well, December 22nd is when the season starts. Um, I think that right now you have 10 teams, 10 teams in each conference right now, who can write down playoff, who can, you know, who you could put in the playoff spot. Because I think that they're going to do it like they did in the bubble. They're going to have um, teams play in 
Amazon is now hiring near you for the holiday season, and they're looking for team members who know that delivering important packages really matters. From boxing it up to sending it on its way, every package Amazon delivers matters to someone. Are you ready to start delivering smiles that can make someone's every day? Are you ready for benefits and flexible shifts? Immediate hourly roles are available at amazon.com slash apply. That's amazon.com slash apply. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Amazon Prime members now get free grocery delivery with a minimum order. You'll get your groceries with two-hour delivery. So in that time, you can use photo filters to imagine what you would look like with bangs. But don't do it. Just imagine. Meditate. Notice your body. Feel your breath. Am I doing this right? Get lost in a Wikipedia spiral. How do flowers propagate? Whatever it is you're doing with your time, your shopper will be carefully picking out your favorite groceries while providing contactless delivery to your door. Free two-hour grocery delivery now with Prime. For the seventh and eighth spot, which I think is a good thing for a team like the Knicks, because you don't necessarily even have to finish, you know, in the seventh or eighth spot. You could finish ninth and tenth and still get a chance to make something happen in the playing game. You know what I mean? That, that's where I'm at with it. I'm not looking at, you know, oh, we're going to be sixth or we're going to be fifth. I'm looking at just making it. Now we got room. They created, a, they created room for us that we can get in and make a thing happen. 72 games. Okay. The season starts on December 22nd. I really, you know, didn't want to get into all the, 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 the details of how the season is going to work. But do understand that um, 10 teams from each conference are going to get into the playoffs, okay? And it's usually eight. But, again, with this shortened, you know, the shortened season is going to be from, you know, 82 to 72 games. So we're going to see how that works, how everything works out as far as that's concerned. Um, here's how it's going to go um, for the 75th regular season of the NBA. It's going to begin on Tuesday December 22nd, each team will play three games against an uh, intra-conference opponent, all right? That, that adds up to 42 games per team, all right? And how this is going to work, it's going to kind of be like an unbalanced schedule, okay? Each team will play two home games and one road game or one home game and two road games against each team in, the, in their conference. Now, within your division, all right, the league office has not even really got around to which two opponents will be played twice at home and which two will be played on the road. I guess they have to figure schedule that out as far as the arena, you know, availability and all of that. Okay, all five teams from within the division will play all five teams from one other interconference division twice at home and all five teams from the remaining interconference division twice on the road. Okay. Each team will play two games against each interconference opponent. So that means the East and the West. Okay, that will add up to a total of 30 games per team. With each team having one home game and one road game. Now, here's where it gets interesting, Bob. The 2020-21 regular season schedule will be released in two segments. They're going to do this like um, I was thinking about this today, how I was going to approach this on the show. Remember, Bob? I'm going to take you back, Bob, because I know you remember. Remember back in 1981, when it was the the strike or lockout in baseball, where they had the first half and then they had the second half? 
don't know if you remember that. I do so, remember that. I do remember okay. that that lockout happened uh, halfway through yeah. '81 season and didn't come right. back until the '82 season. And the first game after the strike was the All Star game. Let's go. <laughs> so yeah, man, I think right now they're going to release the schedule in two segments. The schedule for the first half is going to be released around the start of training camp. So look for that around a couple of weeks. In a couple of weeks, the first half of the schedule, first half of, of the schedule will be released. The schedule for the second half is going to be released during the, you know, as they get closer to the end of the first half part of the schedule. Because, again, they got to do logistics and all that. All right? The second half schedule is going to include the remainder of each team's 72 games, which are not scheduled in the first half, as well as any games that were postponed like, you know, for COVID-19 reasons and things of that nature. So they're kind of like they're having a contingency plan, all right? They're creating that little – they're creating that, um, that safe space for them. So even if they don't get all their games completed, in the second half maybe they can, you know, get those games in, all right? The All-Star break is scheduled to take place March the 5th through March the 10th, okay? But there will be no All-Star game. There will be no all-star game, okay? Um, and I'm not mad at that, you know. Um, there's going to be a play-in tournament to determine the teams that fill the seventh and eighth playoff seeds of each conference, okay? Um, and we're going to get into that right now. I think that the play-in tournament, which I think that the NBA is kind of – they kind of like, Bob. I think they kind of like that. And for me, it's kind of like um, baseball. When you add a couple other teams in there, that makes it exciting for teams that you didn't think had a chance for the playoffs. Okay? Um, the play-in tournament, which will take place after the regular season and before the first round in the playoffs, will include the teams with the seventh highest through the tenth highest winning percentages in each conference. So, for me, a team like the Knicks, you mean to tell me the Knicks can't make the playoffs now? The Knicks can't be one of the top 10 teams in the East. All right? The team with the seventh and the eighth highest winning percentage in each conference will each have two opportunities to win one game to earn a playoff spot. Okay? Just because you finish seventh or eighth, that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to make the play. You're going to get into the playoffs. You're going to play in, but. You still got to win, you know, a game. If you're a seventh or eighth, you just have to win one game to get into the playoffs. Now, the teams with the ninth highest and the tenth highest winning percentage in each conference will each have to win two consecutive games to earn a playoff spot. Okay, and, and I'll take that as a Knicks fan. I'll take it. At the conclusion of the regular season, the team with the seventh highest winning percentage in each conference will host the team with the eighth highest winning percentage in a play-in game, which we'll call it the 7-8 game. All right? The winner of the 7-8 game in each conference will be the seventh seed in the playoffs. Okay? The team with the ninth highest winning percentage will host the team with the tenth highest winning percentage in a play-in game, which we're going to call the 9-10 game. The loser of the 7-8 game 
will host the winner of the 9-10 game in a play-in game. And the winner of that game will be the eighth seed in the playoffs for its conference. Hit me, man, if you, if you follow. Let me know if you follow. This is crazy. But this is what you have to do when you're dealing with, you know, different circumstances and different situations, all right? Here's the schedule for the 2020-21 NBA season. December 11th through the 19th, you'll see preseason games. December 22nd through March the 4th is the first half of the regular season. March the 5th through March the 10th is the all-star break. March 11th through May 16th is the second half of the regular season. May 18th through May 21st is the play-in tournament. And the NBA playoffs begin on May 22nd. And they end on July 22nd. So there you have it. Um, That's your tentative schedule for this upcoming NBA season. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm a happy camper right now. The Knicks got, you know, Obi Toppin, who we talked about. I don't want to always say I, 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 but I did want Obi Toppin, and we got Obi Toppin, so I can't complain about nothing right now. This is After Further Review 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass. We are in the building. The NBA draft is going on right now, um, but I want switch to switch, switch gears a little bit and talk to my man Wacko Bob about um, Robinson Cano. What are we doing with Robinson Cano, Bob? All right, Wacko Bob's in the building. He's still, he's, he's in the war room with Pat Riley right now, trying to figure out what the Miami Heat are going to do with their pick number 20 in the draft. Um, Robinson Cano, like, he was that dude when he was on the Yankees, man, you know, hitting them bombs, you know what I mean, um, playing a decent second base for us. You know, he make a make a, 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 a bad error here or there, but still, you know, Robinson Cano was our guy. Um, Robinson Cano listened to Jay-Z and priced himself out of New York and went to Seattle. I said it back then, and I don't know if you remember, Bob. I said it back then. I said, you're never going to hear from Robinson Cano again. Robinson Cano went to Seattle, you know, did okay, I guess. Then he ended up going to the New York Mets. And, you know, he already had a situation with the the PEDs in Seattle. The Mets took a chance on him. And now he's going to be gone for the entire 2021 season, um, leaving $24 million on the table. And um, I, it's, it's, it's hard for me to think that Robinson Cano, I mean, 38, I think he's 38. It's going to be hard for me to, to picture Robinson Cano ever playing in major leagues again. What, what, what's your thoughts on that, Bob, if, you, if you're around? Um, Robinson Cano. All right. So, yeah, man, I, I, I feel like, you know, Robinson Cano just, you know, kind of threw, I don't want to say threw his career away. You know, but then again, what else are you going to say? You know what I mean? 
Um, Robinson Cano was, was, you know, well-respected, you know, in these parts, I think. You know what I mean? By Yankee fans. And I'm a Yankee fan all day. Hard body karate. You know, but um, I don't, I, I don't like the, that, that, that steroids thing. It's not a good look, you know. And I think that Robinson Cano, I don't, he doesn't owe anybody an apology. But I think that, um, you know, he owes uh, some kind of explanation. You know, I'm not really interested in that. Oh, I'm trying. I'm taking the steroids to to be, you know, so I can stay healthy. You know, I'm not really interested in that. To tell you the truth, I'm not. So I I don't know what the situation is going to be, but I know what it's not going to be. And this is not a good look. How do you explain that? You know. So again, man, I think that um whatever Robinson Cano does in his career, man, um. You know, this this is not the way to go. Um, this is after further review 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass. We are in the building. It's NBA draft night. We are live and direct, man. Wherever you are, I hope that you're safe and you're doing your due diligence, man, as far as this um, this pandemic is concerned. Uh, these numbers are, are starting to creep back up. Well, not starting to creep back up. They've been creeping back up. Um, they're closing, you know, schools in New York City are going to be closed. Um, starting tomorrow, you know, so wherever you are, checking out the show, I hope that you're okay. I hope your situation is, is, is what it's supposed to be, um, you know, getting ready for the holidays and all that, Thanksgiving and things of that nature is definitely going to be different. Um, I, I just think that people should be, you know, smart about it, you know. Nobody, you know, can tell you what to do, but... You know, you you should be smart about it. So it's life or death, man. Literally, it's literally life or death. And for all the people out there that take it, you know, lightly, um, I personally personally lost at least fifteen people. And and that's real talk. That's not, you know, a lot of people like to be extra with it and dramatic with it. That's not where I'm at. All right, I lost some people that was very close to me. You know, people I grew up with, people I play basketball with, people I, you know, chill with, just have fun with, and people I know. So the shit is real. Part of my French. But it's real right now. And I'm, I'm looking at people, like who, who, who think it's a joke and, and, and not taking, you know, the seriousness of what's going on and thinking, like, wow, what's going to happen when, you know, you get that tickle in the throat? You get that pressure on your chest. Okay? Now all of a sudden it goes from fun and games to you want people to feel sorry for you because you didn't realize the seriousness of this. And because I'm on Active VR Network and I'm on my man Bob James channel, I'm not going to really flip like I want to. But you get the gist. I'm not going to feel sorry for you. I'm going to look at you as crazy as you was looking at me when I was, you know, like, put your mask on. I got a mask on. I care about me first, and I care about you. But you don't have on a mask, so you don't care about yourself, and you don't care about whoever's around you. So now, you're in the ICU, and now you, you're trying to warn people of the, the, the dangers of COVID. 
little too, little too late. I don't really have the time to stop and be like, oh, wow, that's messed up. I'm going to look at you crazy because all of that could be avoided. So whose advice are you going to take? Your own or the doctors and scientists who tell you, yo, be, you know, take preventive measures. Be smart. Be smart. Straight like that. So what you do know, you think? I'm not going to get Go ahead. Go ahead, Bob. What do you think of the Spurs pick? What do I think of the Spurs pick? Yeah, they, uh... I mean, I, I... Go ahead. Yeah, it was, yeah, I just saw it come in. I'm watching a little bit of this on a, uh, on a, uh, CBS Sports here. And, uh, and tell you the truth, I'm, uh, I'm looking at this and, uh, and I'm like, I'm like, you know, you know, who are these kids? There you go. There you go. Like, I mean, don't disrespect to nobody, but I mean, who, who, who are these dudes? You know what I mean? And, and again, like, I don't want to say in, in, a, in a situation where, um, I said it earlier in the show that we knew in, in prior drafts, we knew it was coming out. We was excited about it. And you kind of, you know, wanted to watch and was interested to see, you know, the, the, who, who would be, you know, taken in the draft before who, but now it's like, again, who are these guys? Devin Vassell from Florida state. Um, I think that, you know, uh, he was one of those guys that at the pre-draft camps could have been a little bit better, but I think he played, you know, up to his expectations because he knew he was going to be somewhere in this draft, you know. But again, like you said, I don't, I don't know these guys, you know. After, you know, after the the ball kid, and then you got James Wiseman, Obi Toppin, you know, a lot of these kids I've heard of them, I watched some of them play. Um, but again, like I said, man, um, I don't know. But real quick, man, I'm going to go. Do these do these do these do these draft picks real quick. Um, number one from Minnesota, you got Anthony Edwards. Um, again, you know uh, he, he is what it is, man. You know, what I mean, shout out to Minnesota. James Wiseman went second from Memphis to the Golden State Warriors. Lamelo Ball went third to Charlotte. Okay, uh, Patrick Williams uh, went to the Chicago Bulls from Florida State. Isaac Okoro from Auburn. All right. Um, tremendous prospect. You know, he's got you no know, maturity, plays beyond his years. Um, he has to develop a jump shot. Okay. Um, which is really, you know, a big if he should already have a jump shot, but he doesn't. So we'll figure that out. Cleveland Cavaliers at number five. Number six, Onika Unkongu from USC. Who is these guys? You know, um, strange fit for Atlanta. You know what I mean? Um, I think that, you know, with Clint Capella in Atlanta already as a defense first guy to protect the rim, I, I just think, you know, Onika Okongwu will probably be his backup. So I don't, I don't really don't know that. Um, then you got Detroit at number seven with Killian Hayes. Um, you know, he's a good player. He can run your team, but he doesn't have a jump shot. So, again, if you think that these kids can develop, you know, under your, you know, uh, uh, tutelage, then more power to you. The Knicks at number eight, salute the Knicks, Obi Toppin. Um, this is something to be excited about. I'm not mad at it. Um, 
he shouldn't have dropped this far, but that's okay. That's okay. He's six foot nine. He, he he's a finisher, definitely a finisher. And again, I think a little bit of excitement is in the garden. We'll see what happens at number twenty three. We got to pick at twenty three as well, but we'll see what happens. All right, number nine. Then he Abidja went from to from uh, overseas to the Washington Wizards. Okay. Um, Again, he's going to be. I think he's a he's a project instead of a prospect. Okay, um, you know, is he the best international prospect in the draft? Okay, but in the NBA, this is a different animal. Is going to project him out to be a project, playing with Rui Hachimura, John Wall, you know those guys. So we'll see how that how that works out. Phoenix at number ten. They just acquired uh, Chris Paul, like we said earlier. Um, Jalen Smith, big man, 6'10", 225. Um, they already have DeAndre Ayton. This kid is more like a stretch five than a stretch four. Um, and, and Phoenix really didn't need that. But, um, again, who knows, Bob? Who knows, my guy? At number 11, San Antonio took Devin Vassell. Um, he shot above 40% from three-point range. Probably one of the best players, you know, on the best team in the ACC, which is Florida State. And I think that San Antonio, they have a history of um, developing, you know, guys that are, you know, high energy, defensive minded. You know, that might bring you to mind of a guy like Kawhi Leonard. All right. Um, what was it? Number 12, Sacramento, Tyrese Halliburton. We talked about him, the point guard from Iowa State. Um. I think that he could play right next to Aaron Fox, or he could play behind him. He could play off the ball. You know, he could actually fit two needs for uh, for, for uh, Sacramento. And, um, you know, that's where we are right now, up to number 13, New Orleans Pelicans on the clock. Salute to Teresa Weatherspoon, who was um, named the assistant coach for the New Orleans Pelicans. Salute to her, you know. Salute to Kim Nig who was now uh, the general manager of the Miami Marlins. I wanted to get Bob's thoughts on that real quick. Um, but, yeah, man, we're in the middle of the NBA draft, man, 2020 NBA draft. And um, I- I'm a happy camper right now. I'm just waiting now for number 23. First, got to see what happens with the Miami Heat at number 20. Brooklyn is at number 19. Who cares? Um, but the Knicks have the pick at 23 in the first round. So, I- again, Bob, to answer your question, who are these guys? A lot of them, man. Your guess is as good as mine, my guy. I'm just glad that Obi Toppin was around at uh, number eight for the New York Knicks. Um, and and, and that's 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 pretty much the deal, man. That's where we are with right now. After further review, 2.0, aka the sideline pass, we're coming to you live and direct, man. Actually, VR Network. All right, um. Again, we're on Wednesday nights now. We switched it up from Tuesdays. We, we had a nice run on Tuesdays. But uh, we are in the building, live and direct, man, you know, enjoying the new situation on Wednesdays. We're going to have a new banner coming up for you real soon. And um, we're going to make it do what it do, man. Just just rock with us. That's all, that's all we ask you to do is just to rock with us, man, and um, let us know what you think. You know, if you want to come get down, please come get down. But please bring your A game. That's all we ask over here. That's all we ask you, to bring your A-game to the table. You know what I mean? And we got the ubiquitous Bob James holding down the phones and all that good stuff like that. 
And um, that's where we are with it right now, man. We're watching the NBA draft. And um, that's it. I got my hockey people. I got to take care of y'all. I already know. I already know. I already know. But we're going to do something a little different tonight for y'all. I got y'all. I got you. I got my hockey people. I'm going to take care of you right now. I got you. Um, The NHL introduced reverse retro jerseys. Okay. Um, Not that, you know, the teams don't have enough jerseys as it is, you know. But, um, again, you know, these jerseys are going to be, you know, um, inspired by, you know, historical uh, situations with the particular teams. Um, these teams are going to wear the jerseys in multiple games against each other in uh, rivalry games during the upcoming season. Um, and, and basically that, man, I think that, um, you know, what's old is new again. And, again, there's always more money to be made. You can always throw another jersey in the mix, and there you go. You know, but then this 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 is different because you have a mix of, you know, primary and secondary logos. You know, you got the old school and the new school striping. And, you know, some of them just went bananas with it, and I'm not mad. Um, for example, the Anaheim Ducks, their jersey is crazy. They just, they just, went, they just, they just went crazy with their jersey. And I, you got to see these for yourself. But, um... The Arizona Coyotes, their jersey is nice. You know, Boston, they didn't really do too much, man, you know, with the big B on there. I mean, it's just, you know, it's what it is. Um, and um, when you when you talk about these jerseys, I think that they're, you know, for the new generation, okay, and I'm not mad at that. It's something to keep them interested. Um, the Buffalo Sabres. That's, you know, that's my favorite hockey team on the low because I like their jersey, I, the Buffalo Sabres, okay? But I think that um, the, the two, the, the Sabres, I, I like it, but ah, it is what it is, though, man. I'm not, I'm not mad. I can't, I can't really complain. But I think they, should not, they shouldn't have put that Buffalo striping going across the bottom of the jersey. since Buffalo. That's not, they could have just left well enough alone with the two Sabres across the front. Um, Calgary. Eh. I, I go back to them when they were in Atlanta, when they were the Atlanta Flames. They had one of the dopest jerseys ever. They had one of the dopest jerseys ever when they were the Atlanta Flames. No pun intended. But, I mean, you know, Calgary, even with the C now, is, is dope. And then they got the horse. Now they got the horse head. And I'm not really with that. I would have rather them kept the C with the fire on it. All right? Um, Carolina Hurricanes. They got a nice jersey. Carolina got a – and then they went back. They took it back to the old school, Bob. They took it back to Hartford with the Whalers. That's a fire jersey that Carolina got. They went back to the Hartford Whalers. They got the Whales. So they, they it's fire. And it's gray. I like, I like the um, Carolina um, Hurricanes jersey. Even though it doesn't have anything to do with Carolina, it's a hard for Whalers jersey, but it is what it is. Um, the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, I think that um, when you talk about the Chicago Blackhawks, that's a team that could use a uh, name change as well. But we won't get into that right now. That's for another show. But um, when you talk about the 
Um, you look at the photo up there in New Jersey. Why did they show the back instead of the front? Hmm. Something to think about. That's all. Something to think about. Um, the Colorado Avalanche. I think they're going back to, that's another fire jersey with the Quebec Nordiques, the old Quebec Nordiques uh, logo. That's, that's fire. The igloo, I like that. Then they got the, uh, the uh, Florida lists on the bottom, going across the, going across the bottom of it. I think that um, they, they hit a home run with their jersey, Colorado, because they really went back to old school with their jersey. They really did. They really went back to old school. The Columbus Blue Jackets. How the hell did they get an old school jersey? But oh well, you know. Um, I actually have a Columbus Blue Jackets jersey um, in my in, in my closet. I got a custom made um, Columbus Blue Jackets jersey, and it's it's hot. I like it, but I guess now I can wear it now because now they got the it's the what's old is new again, Bob. I guess you know. So, not too much to say about the Columbus Blue Jackets. Um, the Dallas Stars, their jersey is kind of simple. I don't really see the significance in it being new or retro. This looks like a Dallas Stars jersey, the same Dallas Stars jersey they always had, you know. But I guess it is what it is, man. Um, Detroit Red Wings. Now, this is a team where... A New Jersey, really? When they had the same uniform for a thousand years. Um, but I think that when you talk about the Detroit Red Wings, you can just draw a wing and put a wheel on it, and there you go. But I, I, again, I you know some of these some of these jerseys is like they they did too much and didn't do nothing at all. Um, Edmonton Oilers. You know, their jersey, same difference. They just changed the stripe and they went back to like the Betsky days. Okay, with the stripe. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details. Support for this episode has been provided by Ratio Keto-Friendly Crunchy Bars. If counting macros makes your head spin, count instead on a snack by Ratio. They've done the math for you, so you can spend less time studying the label and more time enjoying your day. Delicious and convenient, both their toasted almond and lemon almond flavors have two grams of net carbs and a unique combination of sugar and protein, all in a satisfying crunch. Interested? Ratio keto-friendly bars are now available in the granola bar aisle at Walmart. So the sleeves and the stripes on the bottom of the jersey. All right, same look. Um, Florida Panthers, same thing. They got the, you know, the panther on the front of the jersey. The color and the striping is a little bit different, but it's the same, the same jersey. Now, you know who got a fly jersey? The Los Angeles game. They went back to the Marcel Dion and, and, and Roger Vachon days, the purple and yellow. Okay? A lot of these youngsters might think that the Los Angeles Kings, their primary color is black and white. Now, that was just some marketing stuff. The Los Angeles Kings colors are the same colors as the Lakers. 
purple and yellow. And I personally think that the king should have just went with the with the um the jersey with the crown on it. That's that's old school. That's going too far back for some of y'all, but it's all right. Um, the Minnesota Wild. How did they get a, a retro jersey? How? They've been in, they've been in the league how many years? Not long enough to have a retro jersey. You know, but again, they, they're utilizing the old Minnesota North Stars color scheme, which is, I'm not mad at. The North Stars jersey was dope. You know, I'm not mad at that. So they just used the Minnesota Wild logo with the, with the uh, North Stars colors. Okay. Montreal Canadiens. Um, their jersey is, is, is classic. Their jersey is, is recognizable like the New York Yankees or the Los Angeles Dodgers. You know, um, but it's a good look for them. It's different. They took the same look and they made it completely different. Instead of the the white jersey, they have a blue jersey with the same Montreal. You know, the the the, the C logo with the H in the middle, All right? And it, but it looks fresh though. I'm not mad at that. Um, Nashville. Yeah, okay. They got a, they got a retro jersey, really. Okay. I'm not even going to talk about that. The New Jersey Devils. Um, they went back to, you know, their old school with the green and red, which is, you know, not really anything like jumping out the window, but it is what it is. Um, that should, you know, sell a lot of jerseys around Christmas time. The New York Islanders. You know, they took their regular Islanders logo and they've been toying with this logo, at, you know, for years. But I think this would have been the perfect time for them to go back to the fishermen. They remember they had the Gorton's Fisherman logo, the Islanders. This would have been the, this would have been the perfect time for them to throw throw that on there, because this jersey what they have is just like the jerseys that they had in prior years. If they would have threw the Islanders uh, uh, lettering with the New York and then somehow incorporated that Fisherman logo in there, you would have a winner. Because the Fisherman was, even though the Fisherman, lo the Fisherman logo was really, really whack. You know what I mean? But it, it, it could have worked here because you're going retro. All right? Um, the New York Rangers. They have the, the, the uh, Statue of Liberty head. You know, I think that what they could have did, they could have... Um, put that on uh, a red base, made the jersey red, and the Statue of Liberty, you know, white, silver, you know, little different tints of gray or something like that. Or even through a, because if you the Statue of Liberty in real life, it's kind of like a faded green. You know, so, like, if you really wanted to get fly with it, you could have did that. But I mean, a lot of these jerseys, they're just regular looking. They're not really out the window with it, you know? Um, Ottawa Senators, same thing, different toilet. They took their same logo and just put it on a different color jersey. They ain't not fooling nobody. Philadelphia Flyers, same thing. They just got the they just made their logo a little bit bigger on the front crest of the jersey. Pittsburgh Penguins, same difference. Now they just got the lettering worn across, you know, in, in, at an angle, you know, diagonal 
on the across the front of the jersey. Nothing different, nothing outstanding about it. It's just a Pittsburgh Panthers jersey. San Jose. Um, the Sharks, I, 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 you know, I thought that, that that logo was lazy. Um, I think that they could have went back with the, um, you know, original jersey design. Because this design right here with the shark, you know, biting the hockey stick is just bigger. They just made these things. You're not fooling anybody. Or, I mean, you know, these kids that they, who don't know any better, they're going to snatch this up. But for us, you know, old heads that's been around forever, it's, you know, what's old is new again. And, you know, I guess, you know, Bob, if you want to talk about it a little bit, I mean, I don't see nothing spectacular or, you know, different than the St. Louis Blues. They took their, their jersey and the same logo and just put it on a different color jersey. Crazy. Tampa Bay. You know, um, same thing. Made their logo a little bit bigger. I would have freaked that Tampa Bay Lightning jersey. There's so many ways you could have went with that. But I'm not the one that's, you know, that's, that's doing the designs here. The Toronto Maple Leafs, really? What kind of New Jersey they going to come up with? They took the same logo and put it on a different color jersey. I like the, I like the logo on the white jersey better. Vancouver. Now, Bob, you know, you know we, we, we go back a long time. We've been watching sports and hockey and all that. The Vancouver Canucks, they go for one of the greatest logos in the world, the skinny hockey stick. You remember what I'm talking about, Bob. Bob's behind the scenes right now just listening like, wow, what is he talking about? The skinny hockey stick, Vancouver Canucks, right? They went from that to the Pavel Bure days. Remember Pavel Bure? With the what was it black and yellow and red or something with the V in the front? That was Vancouver Canucks. Now they got it's like some kind of C with a, a shark or something looking like that. The color scheme is dope. It's the same color scheme as uh, the Carolina Hurricanes with the with the blue and green, but Carolina's jersey, which is really the Hartford Whalers logo is they added gray into their jersey, which makes it different, okay? Um, Vancouver, it is what it is. The Vegas Golden Knights, this jersey is dope. They took the Vancouver color scheme that we just talked about and threw a logo on that jersey. The Las Vegas Golden Knights jersey is dope. I like it. I like the Las Vegas Golden Knight jersey. And Bob's saying, I know Bob's saying right now, you always like the Las Vegas Knight. You're right. You're right. I like that jersey. Um, the Washington Capitals. Oh, my God. They got a ah, – the eagle with the stars on it. Then you got Capitol. Ah, man. They, they really was lazy with these ideas. Winnipeg. Eh, their jersey is like they took it. And put a little different color on it instead of the red or blue. They put it on a gray scheme. Okay, that's fine. So that's basically that, man. We're going through for my hockey people getting their jerseys together and all that, man. It's almost time for them to get ready to start their new season and things of that nature. So it is what it is, man. NBA draft night. 
You're listening to After Further Review 2.0, a.k.a. the Sideline Pass. We're going to take a quick pause to the cause and come back. We're going to get the three-minute rant popping. We're going to talk a little college football, um, talk about a couple of NFL games, and get up out of here. All right? This is After Further Review 2.0, a.k.a. Sideline Pass. Let's get it popping, baby. Canadian Aquatic Auctions, the place to be if you are into anything aquatic. Nelson Fletcher, owner and operator, has years of experience and wants to help you better achieve your aquatic needs and goals. So if you're an aquatic hobbyist and enthusiast, please visit Canadian Aquatic Auctions today. Their public auctions provide a venue to remarket all aquatic-related products, services, and equipment. If you are just starting out in the hobby, the site has a tack room where you can converse with other aquatic hobbyists like yourself. Canadian Aquatic Auctions is the eBay of everything aquatic. So visit Nelson at his site at www.aquariumauctions.ca or go check out his Facebook page as well at www.facebook.com slash Canadian Aquatic Sales. Together we can build lasting relationships that are based on listening and servicing your needs in a professional environment. Canadian Aquatic Auctions. James. For six years, I was a garbage can druggie. I would do any kind of drug I would get my hands on. But here at Teen Challenge, I've walked away from that drug lifestyle for good. If you know an adult or teenager who is struggling with a chemical addiction, Teen Challenge is there to help. Please, don't wait. Call us today at 417-862-6969 or reach us on the web at teenchallengeusa.com. This is our time. We play without limits. We create without rules. We are not for sale. We connect with the whole world. Every idea we've shaped Every relationship we've cultivated belongs to us. We demand the freedom to be our uncensored selves. And when something challenges that, we change it together. This is our time. Let's start a revolution. Let's MeWe. Join the revolution at MeWe.com. Do you want to capture the best memories you can? Is wanting to preserve those memories your goal? Do you want your memories to last a lifetime? Do you want your memories to look beautiful in pictures? Well, if you live in Southern Oregon or Northern California, there's one place you can go to save those treasures for a lifetime. Grateful Heart Photography. Abigail Summers is your solution for capturing your favorite moments and memories like birthdays, graduations, weddings, family portraits, single shots, and more. She can also capture the finest scenery shots around and make them available all across the country and around the world at a price that could suit your budget. So if you're looking for the right photographer that can help preserve your legacy, look no further than Abigail Summers at Grateful Heart Photography. Call Abby today at 541-423-5704 or message her at 
facebook.com slash Grateful Heart Photography. Much of her work is displayed there. Feel grateful for the memories captured by Grateful Heart Photography. During this crisis, over 37 million people don't have access to nutritious food. That's one in 12 seniors and one in seven children. But there is a way we can all help with Feeding America. Their network of 200 food banks are up and running, distributing food to communities in need around the country. If you need help or if you can help, please visit feedingamerica.org to locate a food bank in your community. Together, let's feed the love. If you love tie-dye, you'll love tie-dye dreaming. You'll style in great handmade tie-dye clothing such as t-shirts, sweatshirts, and even masks, which come in handy during this COVID-19 pandemic. The best tie-dye work at affordable prices. You can order your favorite items online at our Facebook page at facebook.com slash tie-dye dreaming. Or you can call Abigail Summers and Susanna Caton at 541-423-5704 anywhere in the United States. Born in the Pacific Northwest, Tie-Dye Dreamin' is the place for you. Give us a call and start Tie-Dye Dreamin' today. Where do you see yourself 10 years from now? Are you looking for a great education that's also in a great location? Check out College of the Siskiyous. We offer a variety of career and technical education programs, general education, and personal enrichment classes. With our new Reg365 process, you can register for any semester, any time of the year. With on-campus housing and active campus life, competitive athletics, and expert guidance from our highly trained staff, College of the Siskiyous is waiting for you. Call us today. With coronavirus spreading, People at higher risk must take extra precautions. You're at higher risk if you're over 65 or if you have an underlying medical condition. Please visit coronavirus.gov for more information. Hi, this is John Therios. If you're looking for action-packed classic fun, look no further than one nostalgic weekend. Up in the sky. Look, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. So fasten your seatbelts every week for a trip back into time. Only on One Nostalgic Weekend. Saturdays and Sundays, midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific on Action VR Network. Boom, we back in the building, man, like we never left the building. You heard? After further review, 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass. Every Wednesday night, y'all. Tuesday night, so there's a lot of love. You know what I mean? But, uh... The ubiquitous Bob James was like, yo, we need to, you know, slide down the aisle a little bit. You know what I mean? Let's take it to Wednesday, hump day. Um, and I'm like, I bet. Let's make it do what it do. So we're in the building, man, Wednesdays, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Make sure you check us out live and direct, 954-246-0398. Um, we're going to get it out there and let, you know, on all social media platforms and all that good stuff and let you know that Action VR Network is definitely in the building and we give it up um, definitely, definitely, definitely the way it's supposed to be given up on the sports tip because we got a lot of heavy hitters over here. South of Sunny Cruz, right? That's the homie. And um, shout out to you for checking out the show, man. I um, NCAA football. I'm just seeing now where a lot of people are kind of like frustrated with Ed Orgeron. I think that... LSU just won a national championship not even a year ago. It was back in January. Um, shout out to Joe Burrow. 
Um, LSU, you know, nobody expected them to repeat. Um, they went 15-0 and last year. Um, but this season has been, you know, some unfortunate things happening to LSU. Um, you, know, all, you know, all that talent is gone. All those coaches are gone. The defense has been uh, 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 a leaky faucet all year. Miles Brennan was hurt. Then the quarterback job opened up. Um, you know, I, the sexual abuse is, is just really, really a whole. This it went to hell in a handbasket quick. Um, coach Oregon is the Orgeron is the national coach of the year. So I, I'm not gonna really, you know, get on him too hard or whatever. But um, again, you know, you could be doing better, man. All right. Another coach, man, that is, um, you know, should have been gone already, but still around at Michigan, and that's Jim Harbaugh. Um, an excellent coach. I might have to put a question by that. He hasn't lived up to expectations. And some of them were set by him. Um, are we finally, you know, seeing the end of the Jim Harbaugh era at Michigan? Every game from here on out for them is kind of like, we'll let you know where Michigan and Harbaugh are headed. All right? One and three, the worst start since 1967. Harbaugh is one and six against Michigan State and Ohio State. One and five overall in the last six games. 14 and 11 after November 1st at Michigan. So, again, these are not numbers that you know, are, you know, uh, conducive to a successful situation anywhere. But you figured Jim Harbaugh going back home to where he played college ball at at Michigan, it was, you know, a, a no-brainer. But, you know, no glory days, and I think that um, the sooner the better Michigan decides to part ways with Jim Harbaugh and again, I think, you know, like Bob was saying, um, behind the scenes, Bob was saying, like, hey, Harbaugh's got his eyes on the NFL. But how are you going to have your eyes on the NFL when you can't, you know, I mean, you should have stayed there. You was in the NFL already. So, I don't know, man. Um, another coach that's, you know, um, on the hot seat as far as college football is concerned, Derek Mason at Vanderbilt. Um. I mean, defensively, you know, this was supposed to be a, a, a decent situation for them. Um, again, you know, um, this guy was a defensive back coach at Stanford, showed a lot of, you know, uh, talent. Um, remember, that was uh, Coach Jim Harbaugh's last season before he went to the 49ers, okay? This was at Stanford. Derek Mason was doing his thing. Um, David Shaw came to Stanford, made – Derek Mason, the defensive coordinator, and that's where Derek Mason really got his situation on as far as a, a defensive, you know, coordinator and, and being, you know, one of those guys that, you know, could be um, looked at as a head coach. Um, he hasn't really been able to, you know, um, replicate that success at Vanderbilt. Um, is it because of the players? It could be. You know, maybe, you know, it's their budget. Maybe it's COVID-19. But, 
This team is 0-6 and 3-15 over his last 18 games. 1-13 in the SEC. You know, so again, man, um, it's not looking good for these guys. And again, they come from situations that were steady and stabilized. Um, do we get into less miles? Right, we already know the deal with S Miles, right? Um, Kansas, you know, zero and six. Um, at least they got basketball season to look forward to at Kansas. Um, they got quarterback problems. They've given up the second most points in the country, three hundred thirty-nine. Um, three and fifteen at Kansas is not going to get it in what's becoming a more competitive conference every day. Um, I don't think they're going to fire Les Miles. But I think that um, Jeff Long, who's the athletic director at Kansas, had to figure it out. All right? Um, the issue with Kansas football-wise has been that it's been always overshadowed by the basketball. And I think that, you know, you can only hide behind that for so long before it starts to become noticeable to everybody. And then that's not a that's not a good look. So I just wanted to talk about that for a little bit. This is after further review, man. Two point oh, aka the Sauron Pass. We are getting into the last few minutes of the show. I appreciate y'all for checking me out, and I appreciate the ubiquitous Bob James for holding me down. Um, we're going to get into a little bit of boxing before we uh, close the show out, man. Um, Terrence Crawford. He looked really, really good against Kell Brook. I think Kell Brook is a bum. Um, Kell Brook has never really been the guy that really showed in, in, in his what he could do in big, in big, big spots. You know, um, he wanted to, you know, come into this fight against Terrence Crawford as, oh, he's the bigger guy and he's going to really, you know, do what he does. And I think he could have took advantage of that because we all know Terrence Crawford is not the uh, fastest starter in the world, okay? And in this fight, he did start slow, okay? And I think when he switched from um, a a, a righty stance to a southpaw stance, then it gave Kell Brook trouble. I mean, the fight only lasted four rounds. You know, um, Kell Brook did really, really good in the weigh-in and all of that. But I think Terrence Crawford is, um, in, in, in my eyes at least, becoming a guy who is becoming one of those classic fighters. I mean, he's 37-0, and 0, 28 knockouts, okay? Um, I think that when you put somebody in front of Terrence Crawford, they're going to have to really be prepared for everything and anything. This guy is a perfect example of, you know, I'm going to fill you out in the first round, see where you at, and see what works, see what doesn't work, which is a perfect example. If you watch the four rounds that he fought against Kell Brook, the first two rounds, Terrence Crawford looked ordinary. But he was just, he was calculated. Every move he makes is calculated. So when he switched to Southpaw, that's when it you know was the beginning of the end for Kell Brook. So
So again, shout out to Terrence Crawford. You know what's next? You know, you know, um, you know he can do what he needs to do, and um, let's let's make some let's make some big fights happen. And I think that fight was a little bit it was more interesting than I thought it would be. You know, um, with no you know no 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 fans. I mean, it was people in the in the building, but it wasn't you know like we accustomed to seeing. Um, and Terrence Crawford did what he had to do. All right. Right about now, we're going to get into what we call the three-minute rant. All right. Um, in two weeks, you got Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. Um, what started out as a you know a pipe dream in a lot of people's minds is now about to become reality. Um, with a quote-unquote exhibition. Um, on on November 28th, I think it is, from the Staples Center in L.A. is a pay-per-view joint. Um, Mike Tyson is 54 years old. Roy Jones, 51. Uh, we all know the story about Mike Tyson. You know what I mean? One of the most feared heavyweight champions in history. Um, the youngest heavyweight champion in history. You know, uh, Roy Jones, one of the best boxers. In the 1990s, speed, power, defense, you know, um, really one of those dudes who will beat you and embarrass you at the same time. Um, and, again, towards the end of his career, he was starting to get, you know, really, really caught by um, good fighters. I don't want to say great fighters. He got caught by Antonio Tarver twice. He got caught by Glenn Johnson. Um and again, man, I just think that this is going to be really, really bad for Roy Jones. You know, it's eight rounds, it's an exhibition. But I, do you really think Mike Tyson is looking at this as an exhibition where he's going to take it easy on Roy Jones? Are you serious? Nah. Um, I'm interested in seeing <laughs> Nate Robinson. As a cruiserweight, he's going to fight Jake Paul. Yeah, that Nate Robinson. He used to play for the Knicks. All right? Um, he's never fought in an in a official boxing match. Um, he's fighting against Jake Paul, I think, the YouTube guy. So, you know, that tells you all you need to know about this, this event right here. But, um, again, you know, Mike Tyson looked really, really good. You know, he's getting back into that, that mind frame of, you know, the old Mike, Mike Tyson with the killer instinct, and that's, and that's a bad look for Roy Jones. You know, talk about your bad business decisions. You know, but it is what it is, man. Um, and I think that um, hopefully Roy Jones will be all right. No Mike Tyson going to be all right. And um, we'll have something to talk about, man, over the Thanksgiving uh, weekend. All right? And um, as I always say, when the three-minute rant is over, that's the three-minute rant. All right, we're about to get up out of here, man. Step the further review 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass. I want to thank my man, the ubiquitous Bob James, for holding me down behind the boards, as he always does. Uh, make sure you check us out, man. Um, the new banners are coming and the flyers are coming to make sure that you can catch up with the show, man. We used to rock on Tuesdays. Now we're doing it on Wednesdays, all right? After Further Review 2.0, a.k.a. The Sideline Pass, every Wednesday night, 
8 to 10 p.m., all right, on the East Coast, all right? And um, wherever you are, wherever you be, you can always catch us, man. Action VR Network, always in the building, live and direct. Make sure you check us out, wherever you are, any chance you get, all right? Salute to the New York Knicks. Salute to Obi Toppin. And salute to y'all. We out. After further review, 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass, we done. Peace. Amazon is now hiring near you for the holiday season, and they're looking for team members who know that delivering important packages really matters. From boxing it up to sending it on its way, every package Amazon delivers matters to someone. Are you ready to start delivering smiles that can make someone's every day? Are you ready for benefits and flexible shifts? Immediate hourly roles are available at Amazon.com slash apply. That's Amazon.com slash apply. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Shop Black Friday week deals Sunday through Friday at Kohl's. Plus, get $15 Kohl's cash for every $50 spent. And take an extra 15% off. Get the big one throws, $849. Toastmaster small appliances are just $214 after rebate. And Fitbit Versa 2 is $129.99. Plus, take 30% off Lego, 70% off fine jewelry, and save on boots for her, $16.99. Plus, get fast and free store pickup. Shop Black Friday week deals at Kohl's and Kohl's.com. Select styles. Office valid November 22nd through the 27th. 15% off with promo code ENJOY15. Lego and Fitbit offers and coupons do not apply. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details.